this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and Excited to be with you guys today and see what we can talk about. You know, something that's really been in my heart and spirit the past couple of days has really been the initiative, like being the initiator. And God's been speaking that to me over and over again, you know, being the initiator, you know. And as you guys know on this podcast, we love to talk about biblical principles. We talk about sometimes spiritual universal principles. And we talk about law of attraction because we understand from a biblical point of view that we play a role. We play a role in our lives with the Lord um, on things we should get done. And I was reading the other day about faith and thinking about you know how faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and realizing that faith is like law of attraction. It's just things that don't exist, your faith guarantees you that it does. So powerful substance, powerful substance. But you know, we talk about all this fun stuff on this podcast. And today I just was thinking about well, it's been on my heart the whole week, and that is the initiated, you know, the initiator, you know, being the initiator. And if you think about it, the initiator or initiator is someone who actually starts something. Now, even though we're so accustomed to hearing that all the time, you know, God's doing a new thing, uh, you know, um, you know, hey, did you start a business? And hey, did you start this? And, you know, hey, I started parenthood, you know, or, you know, I started my marriage. You know, we hear a lot of jump starting about things in our lives all the time, right? But one thing we don't come to the realization about is all those jump starting, initiating, you know, um, you know, running, uh, starting the finish, you know, starting the race. You think about the fact that all that is your creative powers. All that is your, and as the Greek calls it, creatorial. It's your creatorial powers because it's, it's letting you know that there is a DNA in you that starts. DNA in you, DNA in you that can actually start a new title. And all of a sudden, the old title, the old persona of that title of your personality can actually fade away. The newness of, hey, now I'm my mother. Now I'm a mother. Now I'm a father, you know, because we have a child. And all of a sudden you look and you think, okay, so you're, you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm now this mother. I'm now this and this and this. And you never stop to realize that that announcement, <laughs> that announcement that you're saying that now you have become, let's say for a long period of, you know, for a long season of your life, you know, maybe, even though you're always a mother, always a father, as long as you have, you know, children, but it's just that power of, I'm starting now my motherhood. I'm now a mother. I'm now a father. And when you talk that language and you, you say it because you believe it, because you know it's real. Hey, now I've got a child. Now I am a father. Now I am a mother. When you understand the power of initiation, of initiating the initiator, then you realize that the moment you proclaim that, you do take on this whole entire entity, this whole entire persona. You talk about, you, you take on new feelings. You take on this new role, which means you take on everything about you know, your life, you even take on hearing different, you know, oh my God, is that my baby crying? To where beforehand, if you were in a crowd of people, you probably wouldn't be so in tune, fine tuned to hearing something that now you have jump started, you've initiated, you've helped create with God to now begin to say, my life has changed. Now this new role has taken over me. 
Therefore, you hear things you didn't hear before. You will see things you haven't seen before. You will look out for things you haven't seen before. You will find yourself acting different, talking different. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah, I can't do that you know, today or can't do that anymore. You know, now being a mother, now being a father, I now have you know, new responsibilities, new roles, uh, new authorities come upon me you know the authority you have over your child is definitely not the authority you're going to have over you know um a criminal <laughs> right and so the that authority actually kicks in everything about you shifts and changes so the power for you to begin the power for you to initiate the power to you to create and the key thing about initiation or being the initiator means that you have determined in your mind. You have set out and you're bound and determined that this now is brand new to me. This is who I am. This is my new persona. So because of that, you know, um, you're, you force your DNA to shift. You force your body to shift. Remember caterpillar butterfly? You know, you force everything in you to awaken to now take on what it is that you now you say you are that you're becoming that you know is real and i want you to think about the the power of force okay even the bible says the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violent take it by force if you think about even that verse of force being forceful you think about when you have a child okay or you started this new job you've been waiting on because it makes you a lot more money and now you're in management you literally your belief system your thoughts force you to say this how it is now there's no turning back. In other words, this is, this is it. This is it. It's not even like, hmm, I just had this pop out this baby out of my, out of my belly, so I'm out of my wound. So do I really want to be a mom? Do I not want to be a mom? Gosh, I don't know. You know, no matter how much you, uh, you know, sometimes want to back out at times, you know, like, oh boy, responsibility. You force, you force yourself to say, it is what it is. I'm a mom now. But you, even your enthusiasm, your excitement, it's not a dread by far, but it's an enthusiasm, excitement. But you realize that this reality, that is now before you, it forces you to say, I'm a mom now, exclamation point. I'm a dad now, exclamation point, right? And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm this new, you know, um, CEO of this company. Then all, then all of a sudden this force comes behind it because it's a, it's a push and shove, but it's a guarantee. It's a initiating. It's a, this is now what I say I am. So because of that, you have a force behind it. And a lot of times within our creativity in our lives or our desires, our dreams that we know God has guaranteed us, guarantee us, we don't actually put a force behind it because it's more of a question mark still. I'm just going to claim. I'm just going to speak. I'm just going to say that this is what this is what I'm becoming this is what I am and so what happens is you still you leave your forcefulness out of it and you take on a question mark so whenever I say to myself I'm going to be an entrepreneur you know I'm going to own the business whether I realize it or not subconsciously I've got a question mark behind that because I'm trying my best to convince myself still and I'm trying my best to feel as if is this really what I want you know or then some people might say is this really God's will is this really and so they don't stand behind it and therefore your force behind it is not a force it's a question mark and then you wonder why it doesn't turn out and you wonder why it doesn't happen well, it must have not been God. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, wrong timing. And so we just spiral down into something of an excuse when we never stop to realize 
is is what I'm believing for in my life that I believe is God, is it truly a question mark or is it a force that cannot be reckoned with, right? And so that's what you have to think about is the day you had your child, the day you got the, the dream job, the day you became, the day you became a, this, you know, this, let's say a new homeowner and it's this massive home. You're like, I've dreamed about this all of my life. Well, the moment you walk into it, even your persona changes because even how you see yourself will change. When people, and I want you, I want you to hear me, you know, really, really, uh, really clear today, folks. Because once again, we're gonna, keep, we're gonna sort of keep out the word money for a moment, okay? But let's say, for example, all your, all your life, let's say your entire life, you live with your parents, you live with an, an apartment. Let's say you live in an apartment. And all of a sudden, you maybe you shared a bedroom with your sister or your brother, and because the apartment might have been two bedrooms, let's just say, or maybe three bedrooms if you're lucky. It was really small. Let's say you lived there all your life. Let's say you lived, you know, in a mobile home all your life with two bedrooms with maybe more siblings and parents. And so your brain, your brain and your personality at times can be affected and will mold to your environment. We can look at lobsters and know it, it 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 formulates to its environment. If you put a lobster in you know cold water and you turn it on boiling, which I am an animal a animal fan. Period. Little animal rights here inside of me. Uh, not enough to go crazy, but enough to be legitimate. You know. But I mean, so the thought of this is driving me crazy. But if you put a lobster in in, in you know cold water and you turn and you do it on boiling, you know they're going to get accustomed to it and they'll just. The bowl, right? And but when you think of putting an putting, uh, you know, lobster into hot water, they're going to want to dive out or jump out. A lot of animals are going to be that way. Your body can sit here and if you get in a, in a hot tub, for example, and you see the, the temperature start rising while you're sitting in there, your body will get more acclimated to it than if I just threw your body into a, you know, a hot spa. <laughs> you know, you have to think about the fact of, you know, we get accustomed. It's just human nature. It's animal nature even. It's you know, to be able to be accustomed to our environment more than we do if you threw us into one. So with that said, people get accustomed. Let's say if you're raised in, in an apartment, you're raised maybe in a small mobile home. Then let's say, for example, I take someone in those two environments that have, that's all they've known for 25 or 30 years. And all of a sudden, I throw them into a mansion. I throw them into a gigantic, huge, gorgeous home. I mean, let's say seven bedrooms, five baths. Sounds good, doesn't it? A beautiful living room, den, kitchen, you know, I mean, all the fine glitz and glitter, you know, glitz and glamour to it, right? And, and you put somebody like that in there, they're not going to know what to do because their personality does not match a big home. You know, they're, um, everything about them will be in a wow state of mind and and therefore it takes a long time because even what they'll do is they'll do the pendulum swing in the clock they'll say oh my gosh i own this huge home now or i got all this money now I've never had this in my day in my life and what do they do they start buying you know expensive brand names which is no problem no big deal i do that sometimes you know i mean everybody i'm sure will buy something like you know you might say i want this shirt i might might save up money for this shirt or i would love to do this you know or love to do that you know but what happens is when you throw somebody in that that type of environment, all of a sudden their mind goes crazy and they want to buy everything expensive because they've never had it before. They want to be able to, you know, book some massive exotic vacations because they've never had it before. And so before long, they blow their money because there's there they because the pendulum swing goes to the opposite extreme because there's no maturity there to know how to handle a, a new wealth of income that your mind has never been, never grown in, right? 
But if you take someone, let's say like Pierce Hilton, and you say you've been raising money all your life, you've seen from your father, your grandfather, the power to invest, the power to make more money from that money, then for her money's not a big issue because it's like I'm accustomed to this. So I know how to use it. I know how to make more money with it, right? So you've got two you've got two people that could believe the same way even. But all of a sudden they realize their paradigm is so different. Their personality is different. Therefore, how they live their life is different. And even their goals are different and their faith level sometimes in certain areas more naturally than spiritually, of course, according to their spiritual walk, can be different. And so you have to think from that standpoint that when you stand on anything and you say to yourself, you know, I am believing God for this. I know I'm going to own a business. I know I'm going to do this and this and this. You have to think of how much your mind has changed. How much has your mind changed to be able to conform to the new image, to the new likings, to the new faith level that you know you're believing for, right? Because if you don't, you're backing up yourself with a question, not a force, right? So you have to think for a moment that when you decide to create something new, when you have believed God for something and all of a sudden and you know it's God, you've got confirmation after confirmation, you're staying on something, you're like, you know what, I'm going to track this, I'm going to call this into being, I'm going to create it. Then when you do that, you need to be able to dive deep into your soul to begin to understand and wonder where, where is my thinking in this time of, of my life? Because your upbringing and your environment will, will tell a different story. And because of that, you'll wrestle with that a little bit. So what do you have to do? You have to begin to bring conversation to yourself. Check yourself at the door, at the front door, as we say. Know where you are at that moment in your thought process. And dive deep. Don't just cover it up so much with positive confession. Because when you do, you're still masking the truth of how you truly feel deep inside of your soul. No wonder why the Bible talks about so many things about the depth of a man. You know, the treasure deep in there, you know, in the earthen vessel. You know, uh, you know, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, Jeremiah, fire, I got fire, you know, deep in my bones, you know, shooting it out of my body, out of my bones. The understanding is these men spoke on and God spoke on things that are in depth in depth, really deep inside of us. Because what's really inside, the treasure inside the man, that'll tell, he, tell you who he is, what's deep, what's deep inside of you. And so it's important to know what I really say, what I really, how I really feel, you know, about myself and my environment and my belief of what I feel I can put my, get my hands on and I can have or I can own. And so when you decide this hour to begin to come, become to a place of entrepreneurship, when you have believed God for a business and you've got your witness, your confirmation, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know this is right for me, then I want you to hear this podcast. I want you to take in consideration and understanding to know what is deep inside of you. Because once again, we, we mask so many things with positive confessions that we don't allow ourselves to get deep and say, is there a wound? Is there a hurt? Is there really a systematic way that my my life has conformed to through my upbringing and where I am right now? Because let me tell you something. You can take, you've heard this said before, and it's not a, a phrase I like to use, okay? But I'm just going to use it because of the fact that we've used it, you know, for years here in America, and it's not a really wonderful phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway to where you can get an, an understanding. And the old saying is, you can take a boy out of the country, right? But you can't take the country out of the boy, right? Same for city. Same for any environment. 
You know, you, you have to think of the fact that what that is saying is there's still this sort of spiritual, you know, mental DNA inside of us that will still be present in our brain unless we begin to cast down the limited, the vain, um, eradicate the imagination of what we have gotten used to living in. And the moment we decide to break out of that box and sort of, for lack of better words, break the spirit over our lives and start seeing it differently then you can be able to apply force to your belief of what it is you're believing for because if you don't your you know your mindset that you have been living in that box for so many years is still there and it's still strong and it still breathes so with that said know what you are, know what title, and I'm not big into titles, but I'm just saying, know what, know what spiritual title, as far as your environment, that now has become you. And then, because in order for you to own it, in order for it to be real for you, you have got to begin to have the force behind it of a knowing and not a question mark subconsciously thinking to yourself, I hope I can achieve this. I believe I can. But yet your mindset is still placing you. But you know what? You're still that young boy. You're still that young girl way back then. You're still the person who struggles. You're still the person who never knew what it's like to own anything in your life. You're still that little boy who never, who got to, you know, who had shared a bedroom with his two other siblings. You know, you're still that young lady. And so you have to begin to realize that's still in you. And you're going to have to begin to, to, to allow that to eradicate, allow that to die. Because even the Bible says that we are called to renew the mind. Renew the be be not conformed. Think about this. Be not conformed formed conformed formed conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What a powerful scripture. And we apply, when we apply that to biblical things, we apply that to beliefs and faith and destiny and success and victory and motherhood and fatherhood and ownership and servanthood and leadership and, you know, um, janitor, doctor, attorney, you know, uh, no matter what, what it is in your life, when you, we apply that, life changes for us. Because it, what it's saying to you is, don't be conformed to the life you once knew. Don't be conformed to the life you once had. Don't be conformed to the things in which your life uh, spoke of that you did not have in your life, even growing up. Because you can conform to things you didn't have. Your mindset can, can conform to scarcity even over things you did not have. I always say all the time when it says the love of money is the root of all evil, that's not always talking about rich people. Rich, Trust me, rich people do not always focus on, got to have more money, got to have more money. Poor people focus on money more than rich people because they always focus on the fact they wish they had it. I wish I had this to buy for my son. I wish I had this to buy for my wife. I wish I could take my kids on vacation. I wish I could afford a new home. I sure wish I could get a new job making more money. There's always that money factor, wishing, wishing, wishing. I wish I could do this. And everything in your life that you don't have that you can't do will always say that out loud to you that you could do it if you only had more money. So see, spiritually, naturally, soulishly, it's all the same thing in the same category, in the same box, I should say, that says to you, you have conformed to this. Don't conform to this. 
Be ye transformed to the new. Be ye transformed to being the initiator, to initiate something brand new to where your life will look totally, radically different because you've got to know it and believe it and trust it. But put the force behind it because this is not like a question. I always say, don't, don't put, don't put a question mark to your life. Can I do this? Can I be this? Can, no. The more you put a question to life, life's going to say, oh, wait a minute, so you're not in charge. I'm in charge. The moment you put a question to life, can I do this? Life takes full, complete charge, right? As opposed to you being the initiator, you being the leader, you being the one that is forcing it. You're forcing your, your future to be transformed and then conformed to the new image that you decree and declare that you are from what God has told you is becoming of you. And then your life changes, right? That's the key element. So I said all that to say this. I want to see each and every one of you really come into full fruition of your future. full The fullness of the dreams and visions that God has guaranteed you. Letting, letting what we call law of attraction, letting faith, letting God's glory arise in you to be exactly what it is that you're supposed to be. And the best way to get to do that and to know that is to be able to study, to show yourself approved, to gain the wisdom that you so desire, that you're so needing in your life. You better desire it, right? If you're looking for something new in your life. So I want to be able to say this to you. I have a series that I have watched people truly transform their whole entire lives. One young man who has become an amazing, amazing guy has truly like called, email, text, I mean, all this stuff, all the, all the time, you know, to the ministry and just said, you know, now I'm on this book. Now I'm on this book in the series. This book's transforming. And like ideas are just flooding out of him. It's not even fresh ideas of like he never does for it's ideas he never really knew that was in his belly that needed to come out. And so this is, these are things I can tell you will truly change your life. So I want you guys to go to the website, identitynetwork.net. And when you do, I want you to put, put these words in there. It is, your business starts now series. Your business starts now series. And you can just put in your business. I love that you can just put in literally your business. And the moment you, or you can put in starts now. The moment you do that, it's going to pull my series up. And you can download these, this series as all ebooks in, in this sort of series package deal that you can just, with one button, download them all. Or you can order them all paperback in the series. But either way, your business starts now, folks. Your business starts now. Don't delay. Don't allow your life to be on hold because you're allowing your upbringing and the box that you've lived in for so long to dominate your existence. And when, when I, when I talk to people in life coaching sessions and I hear where, you know, my dad always put me down. My mother never encouraged me. They were never available. They were always working. They were, and what happens is from all of that rejection, pain, abandonment, woundedness, uh, not being present for my ball games, not being present for my cheerleading, you know, uh, tryouts, whatever the case may be, all of that is still in you speaking to you. And it's telling you, you know what? You're not called to own anything. You're not called to be anything. You know what? This is what you are. Get used to it. Deal with it. Those voices will back up and come from and come out of your upbringing. Put a stop to it today, folks. Put a stop to that voice. Allow the voice of God to permeate you and say, no, let that stop here. 
You're an initiator. Begin to be the head and not the tail. Start your life today to be what it is you feel and you know in your heart it's supposed to be because God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. God doesn't want you in debt. God doesn't want you struggling. He doesn't want you sick and and, and, and destitute and, and depressed and down. You know, these things happen in life because it's reality. But the key thing is we can change these. The more we stand up, the more we take a you know a stand, not fighting per se, but changing. Changing is the number one key element over fighting. Changing your mind is your greatest weapon. You can fight till the cows come home, but if your mind is not changed and it hasn't transformed and it's still conformed to the old you, you can you can beat your plowshare, you can beat your sword, you can scream with your guns and do whatever you want to do. It's not going to do any difference, not going to make any difference. You can shout at the devil, stand on your head upside down. None of it's going to make a difference at all because if the mind is not changed, all of that is just wasted energy. So today, jumpstart your life. Go to the website and order and download Your Business Starts Now. Or you can call the office and say, there's a business series Jeremy said about my business starting. I need to download it or order it today. Call the office. The number, I'm going to give you the number today, 205-362-7133. 205-362-7133. Once again, 205-362-7133. And when you call, tell them, I want to order or download or purchase your Business Starts Now series. And that way you can be guaranteed that you are transforming today. You're becoming the you you were created to be on this planet. Do not go to your grave and say, I wish I would have done this because it's going to be too late then. Do it today. God bless. And as always, folks, if you change your thoughts, you'll change your life. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.